The feminine seduction of body, soul, and mind. Yeah, touch me and I feel your femininity. Touch me, girl, you are the lady women want to be. Softly you move when you're making love to me. Make love to be loved me every night with femininity. Femininity. Oh, 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 femininity. Oh, femininity. Thank you wow. so much. I just <clears throat> decided that I was going to let Thank you have every bit of I that. Was jumping, I was trying to do the ad libs and the main verses. You know what I'm saying? It's a one woman show over here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> By all means. Kia's like, I don't want no parts of that. <laughs> Pr- Praise the Lord, Praise niggas. Them. <laughs> we are uh them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. So <laughs> Okay. They might well, be yes. nice, but uh, not binary. I don't know. Oh my sure. word. Um yes, yeah, so praise mm-hmm. the Lord, niggas. Uh praise the Lord, everybody. How about that? Um niggers <laughs> with a hard E R Niggers Niggers knackers, as the young lady oh, on uh, the news said. Oh. oh God. Cause I mean, clearly when you put Knicks and Lakers together, you get knackers. You do you do. I mean I'm Needless to say, Kobe Bryant has never, ever been a Nick. No, but he's... No. Kobe Bryant has never played basketball in the state of has New York. Not. In the city. Played for a team that represents the state of New York in any way, nope. shape, form, or fashion. But that young lady just had a slip of the tongue um, and got knackers when referring to the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I too, think so. And I do. I do. I I don't know. I don't know if I will excuse or defend. Oh no, her. no, no, no. I'm not doing um, that. <laughs> but I I call, I just feel like it is an interesting place to be in as a as a as a news correspondent, as someone who is responsible for communicating. I, yeah. But we're all entitled to the mistakes. I mean, I have two podcasts, and I be fumbling all over my tongue all over the place. However, I don't defend white women. I, don't, so. I only have. <laughs> there we go. Welcome back to Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Uh, we are back to talk about the scam that is adulting, the worst hood we've ever endeavored Absolutely. to live in. And we are, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, chat, chat and chop it up a spell. If she um, don't shut her mouth. We have an appearance by Asa yes, Noah in the background. Our third <laughs> co-host. Um, and yeah, so how are you doing? Sis? What's oh, cracking? I'm doing. I'm, you know, January is finally over. Okay. Yes, we made it through all 78 days of the month. My God, happy Black History Month. Um, Thank God. Black History, uh, bear me, honestly, because it's eternity. 
um but yeah i'm doing you know i'm just i'm really in like heavy logistic mode so it's a lot of admin work going on over here for for up and coming projects but i feel like you know i'm getting through to-do lists and things so um this week started off as a bit you know a bit of a better week still heavy lots of things going on but you know seem to be in a decent place how are you well, you know, I am I am excited to hear about your productivity and you. hoping that in the coming days you can send some of that in I my shall. direction. Um, I am doing well, um, just kind of recovering. I was having an awesome conversation with our good friend Nakia a few minutes ago about um, me feeling uh well actually just kind of giving in because I feel like my supervisor suggested it a couple of months ago and I I thought she was just being shady but now I'm starting to recognize the value and utility of her of her advice um she suggested that I look into some like project management time management sort of like professional development mm. training just to kind of supplement um, my skills because I mean the fact of the matter is I am juggling multiple yeah, balls yeah. Pause. <laughs> and um, uh, same and uh, <laughs> and I grow up <laughs> and um, I just feel like I want to be a good steward over all of the opportunities that I have and I, I, I just there are some people who are very you know, just that kind of that level of administrative capacity comes very mm -hmm. naturally to them. I feel like I have some potential for that, but that is a, an area where I feel like I can certainly grow um, and I want to grow. I feel like I need to grow because I want to manage all things well, but I'm feeling very torn into multiple directions and could really use some tactical steps and strategies for like managing my time better. Um, and managing multiple pieces of multiple projects better, being an, a leader who can kind of administer and administrate that work. I think that's going to be a good a good um, skill set for me to cultivate in my professional life. And I think that that will add to my quality of life yes. in, in terms of, you know, de-stressing me. Um, because I said this year, and as I read in my letters, love letter to myself last week, I was going to be very intentional about taking better care yes. of me. And I think that this is something that I'm moving in the direction of doing. That being said, I Let's am involved Sagittarius feeling. <laughs> I'm just feeling a little overwhelmed right now because I have a lot going on and I, you know, my boss so lovingly called us all into like an emergency staff meeting at five forty-five. That is, I, that nothing would make evening. me angrier. <laughs> and you know, shared with us that because of the success of one of our in, uh, initiatives, she was going to be. We were considering adding another. So you guys know that the summertime is a really heavy time for me when we do these leader professional development leadership training institutes for faculty and we already have five that we do in just about a uh, a two-month period so five week-long um, um, institutes and because of the success of one of our institutes and yes. we have all these people on the wait list she's like let's just add wait list and I'm just like Okay, so that means six weeks out of an eight week period, I'm going to be in institutes. And when I think about that on top of other wow. projects, it kind of makes me want to ball up um, in, in, into a spherical, <laughs> cylindrical situation and just cry myself to sleep. But um, like the higher ed IHOP 
And on a Saturday morning, you guys have a wait list. It's mad niggas waiting to eat pancakes. It is so, so nice. much. It is so much. It is so much. But I mean, it's a good Absolutely. problem to have because I think the work that we're doing is, you know, important and necessary work. What we do is, is, um, like critical to kind of moving, you know, an agendas of equity and inclusion forward. So I'm all for the cause. I just don't want to, I just can't take another year where I'm burning the candle at nope, both ends. You got to take care of you. Um, so I'm, I'm, I need to, I'm, I'm going to be intentional about seeking that out. But that being said, I had an awesome opportunity this past weekend to journey to the university of California at Irvine where I was, Honored and blessed and privileged and amazed to be invited to serve as the keynote speaker for the uh, Empower Her yes. conference there. And it was really, really dope. I got to meet a lot of awesome women. Um, a shout out to uh, my colleague, Adrian. I'm blanking on your last name right now, sis. I think it's Williams. Oh, I hope I'm not making that up. Either way, Adrian had me out. She's... Uh, you know, the interim director of the center, um, or was, I think she's going to be transitioning to a new position. Congratulations. But either way, she put together an awesome, um, conference for, um, the, uh, women center on her campus, the dub hub, uh, as affectionately coined I love it. and called. Um, and it was really, really, it was really dope. And I got an opportunity to hang out with some of the awesome undergraduates and graduate students and some of the amazing thoughtful panelists there and share on what it means to kind of think about ourselves in terms of um, empowerment and holistic wellness and self-care. So I got to share some of the things, lessons that I've learned along the way um, around, you know, how to, how to do those things. So it was just an awesome time and I cannot convey um, enough how appreciative I am for the invitation so it was really dope and I'm and um, you know y'all remember it was on this show where I said that I wanted to uh, do more kinds of speaking yes, engagements did. like that and you know the Lord heard that and just took off yes, right um, and that's that's what that's what we're doing in this season and it's been it's been an interesting ride uh, because, you know, I don't really have a lot of uh, public speaking muscles. Um, I'm, and I get real nervous, honey. Nerves real, 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 real bad. <laughs> um, but I'm learning how to, uh, you know, grow more. Well, you ain't got no choice. <laughs> I don't have any choice. None whatsoever. So I thank everyone for being patient with me as I was sweating and stammering and stuttering off there and uh on the podium but uh you know we got through it together and it was dope i'm sure you weren't so, stammering more than jay-z in that damn interview where he was oh. trying to explain why we were um past kneeling but anyway um uh, congratulations sis and congratulations to you adrian and everybody involved <laughs> in these very important time. important events uh that are set to help our youth and our future yes adrian williams adrian williams doing awesome work out there at university of california at yes. irvine um it was it was it was good and i you know i got to to get me just a little just a little dollop of california I would, so, you know i'm come on adrian give me a call i'll come out there and talk to the girls <laughs> we'll do a, a talk on how to stunt <laughs> so, but anyway um let's get on to this trash thing <laughs> Clean up woman is a woman.
All right. So we got a few items for the trash this week. Uh, so Megan the Stallion. I just wanted to go ahead and start there because, you know, apparently the internet was an uproar after um, some footage was posted of Megan the Stallion and G E Z. Now, now, okay. I asked the internet about this because before today, I had no knowledge of an individual by the name of. G-Eazy. Oh, you don't know his him and um, him and Cardi have a song together. What is the name? Oh, How does that go? On. Wait a minute, because I mean, I'm sh- like everyone really, you know, you know, tons of people jumped into my mentions and let me know that he is a a, a white Anglo-Saxon yes, male rapper. <laughs> <laughs> who resides in the Bay Oh, yeah. Area. If I hit it one time, I'm a piper. If I hit it two okay. times, I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know exactly yeah, who that is. That, so, I... It ain't safe. Yeah, it, ain't safe. Safe. it ain't safe. It ain't safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, and so, people Got were it. upset, and especially niggas. They were very, very upset about this. Now, do you see how mm. these tables have turned? So, I would, that's what I want to talk about. God. So, I'm like... Mm. You're telling me black men had the nerve to be I have, upset because the black woman was dating a white male. Is that what we're saying? Never, find, never mind the fact that this young man looks like he smells like the illest of cold cuts. Never mind that. That's not even the point. <laughs> I have never seen niggas have this kind of energy. Wow. When their homeboys walk up into the party with Rebecca. <laughs> like I ain't never said so when they when they when they homeboys come around with Kylie, I don't see them having that same energy. What's the Cash Me Outside girl's name? What's her name? Uh, Cash waste. Me Outside. Oh, that's her name. Oh gosh. What happened to her? What she she got her? Uh, yeah. No, I'm just saying well, when, yeah, exactly. when uh, LaVon <laughs> shows up to the function with her nobody on his has, arm. Nobody says nothing. The, I mean, you can, the, 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 this quiet, it's quiet in the church. Travis There's Scott no showed up with his, with his very small premature braids and could, <laughs> and Kylie Jenner and niggas congratulated him for securing the bag. Like <laughs> I have never God. seen niggas have this kind of energy. They were saying all kinds of wretched shit. Oh, Megan the Stallion was driving the boat. Little did we know it was the Mayflower. Like it was all. I was wow. like, wow, really? All because she decided to do whatever the fuck she wants to do as a grown woman. And like I said, it don't matter that this young man looks wet. It does not matter <laughs> if it, you know you're not the one who's letting him kiss up on your cheek. You're not the one who ha- who's holding his hand. I mean, if we want to call that a kiss, that I was, was disturbed. A, that was a puppy slob. <laughs> I would absolutely that fight was, you. That was canine-ish. I said, oh, he's just going to eat her whole side of her face off. But, you know, I don't know how they do. But y'all don't keep that same energy. Why is it all of a sudden so detestable for her to be involved with him and y'all don't keep that same energy for the niggas around you? I mean, it's an interesting turn of events. I must. I'm not say. saying it needs to be done. Period. I'm just saying, any you all love y'all. You love. I'm just saying, if it's good you for don't, the goose, you it's don't good realize how much you actually hate black women. <laughs> and I just really want. I would be so much more comfortable if you all would just come out and be like, 
you know, I just don't bang with black women like that. At least I know exactly where you're coming from. But never mind. I don't have to associate with ashy ass niggas like that. That was just, I was like, let me, I, I had to put this out there. Curtis out of his mind jackson was honored with a star in hollywood on the hollywood walk of fame yes he was and eminem gave a rare speech in honor of him he He sure is he talked about their does he look well yeah uh oh that's a slow he doesn't look unwell he he looks he he hasn't I don't know, really know how he responds to the sun, but <laughs> he doesn't look unwell. <laughs> oh, man. I used to be a big Eminem fan. That is crazy. But um, he. Marshall, Marshall Mathers, man. Marshall Mathers LP was one of my favorite albums. Mm. Anyway, so but yes. I, I had to I did but I was day. like and then I thought about all of the really <laughs> awful problematic lyrics that were in that album and I was like damn I was in a dark place but he gave a rare speech in honor of 50 Cent <laughs> being honored and talked about their oh you know their their longtime friendship and you know how he don't never want to be on the bad side because 50 Cent is he's like that nigga is relentless obviously he did not say nigga um he's deep he, he is he is he is a bully so, but he makes me laugh in his in, as an awful person because he is an awful person, and I don't. Uh, yeah, he's a terrible person, but he has funny moments. Um, so there was a Super Bowl. There was. And there was a Super Bowl halftime show. If that's what we're calling. Um, and I saw a tweet that I thought summed up uh the halftime show perfectly so i'm gonna pull that up okay this is from um a young woman by the name of jessica salgado and her at is jessica star she said Mm -hmm. number one j-lo's an amazing performer number two shakira's been a powerhouse for decades number three let's not forget that they accepted the halftime show after numerous black artists said no number four bad bunny Mm. wore do-rag number five no afro latinx artists were part of the show all things can Mm. be true at the same time and i said you know what that was it right there i am not puerto rican However, you know, if we want, we have allies, we are allies, especially in the diaspora. You know what I'm saying? And the United States has treated Puerto Rico like trash. Like trash. Look at all of the awful things that have happened. The United States is currently treating Puerto That's Rico like trash. As always, continues to. Yes. From the extremely high taxes, they have the highest taxes. To and and I ha, and I'm I'm and I'm grateful for Santana as my business partner and as one of my good friends, who has continued to educate me about all of the injustices that are happening on the island. You know, and they have the highest taxes. We see how they've been responded to when natural disasters have hit. The United States continues to treat Puerto Rico like Cinderella, and it's not right. And so I feel like when you have an artist, especially somebody as big as J-Lo, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to take this time to speak on behalf of your island and 
and speak up as an advocate. If you're going to be an advocate, don't just do it with your with your with the colonized version of the Puerto Rico flag. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to take away from her daughter's big moment or anything. I'm not even speaking on that. And again, Bad Bunny wore. Why did you wear a do rag? And I like Bad Bunny. I love Bad Bunny actually. I don't know Bad Bunny. Who Bad Bunny is. I've been working out to many um, Latin playlists, cardio playlists. Oh well, that was the young man in mm-hmm. the. Okay. That was Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Now I get it. Um, I'm like, why are you? What are y'all doing? What's what's happening over here? So that's not to take away from anybody's talent or anything like that. But let's use this as a moment to open our mouths to speak on behalf of things that need to be spoken on and use our power for, for, for good. Um, and like I said, that's not to take away because I know a lot of people like to pop up and they want to debate and do all of this. No, but let's talk about the facts. Let's talk about what's happening on the island. Do you even know politically what's happening on the island? You don't. So if you should go and educate yourself and, you know, Persons like Jennifer Lopez with the status that she has might want to use her power for for, for better. Um, Well, you know, it's an opportunity for us to think critically about how we, and I think this we'll talk about this on next week's show, but thinking about productive ways for holding uh, individuals who we um, are in relationship with or individuals who have the responsibility mm-hmm, of large mm-hmm. platforms, how do we hold them accountable for their yes. behaviors in ways that are productive and move the conversation forward? Um, we're going to talk about that at great length. I think society is going to, has given us a lot of examples of, um, you know, behavior. I mean, <laughs> some of you know individuals that we hold in high uh, regard mm-hmm. or esteem have given us lots of examples of of problematic behavior that needs to be addressed in some way right so like as consumers as people who are fans as individuals who um are are, you know have supported your career um i mean i think it's fair for us to be able to ask you questions of Mm. your practice Mm. right especially when when you um when you make decisions for how your platform will be used. And a lot of times those decisions have implications for us. Right. So we're going to get to this next week. Um, Jade and I were just talking before we started recording about like planning out content. I think that would be a good black history month conversation to have around, um, you know, what are some of the ways that, that, you know, you know, calling out, calling out, calling people out versus calling people in. And then calling people too, mm-hmm. right? So we gonna we gonna talk about all of that. Yes, we are. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna have a word for um, Sister Lopez, Sean and, Carter, um, Sean Sean, Sean Carter, Co- Sean, Sean Corey Combs. Carter, Sean Combs, and and also you know when when as we when we've been recently been made aware by Khalees Pharrell Whoop. Williams, so. We're going to have to have some come to Jesus yeah. moments. I mean, there's lots of things we yeah. can talk about. I'm thinking about Oprah and this uh, Russell Simmons documentary. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like, you know, I mean, even all the way up to R. Kelly, you know, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. What are ways that we're holding these individuals accountable? Are we doing so in equitable ways? Are we doing so in ways that make sense in ways that matter? Um, so next week. We're gonna have a, a real. A, we're gonna do a real deep dive into some of this stuff, and we it's are. gonna be good. You all know I'm a. I'm a good fan of get that nigga out of here. Not that's not cancel culture. That's <laughs> like actual life practices. Get that nigga out of here. But we are gonna have a productive conversation about that. Um, we're, we're, which in which will include Colin and Nessa, 
and their feelings mm. of Jay Z. So we we'll, we will save all of that for for next week. And then last on the trash. <laughs> um, speaking of Colin and Nessa, there was an anti police brutality commercial that aired during the Super Bowl. Okay, I didn't. I see didn't that. see it, but I read about it, and it wasn't lost on me that that was a big old pile of uh, hypocritical bullshit. <laughs> Um, you all are still doing all of this with Colin and yet and still, you know, mm-hmm. you, you now want to air anti-police brutality commercials like two plus two is four, but somehow right now it's equaling seven and it just doesn't make sense to me. So we've got a lot we of do. work to do. Ooh. Um, I mean, before we get out of the trash, though, and I, this is not really trash, but I, I mean, didn't really get as much out of the Super Bowl or the halftime show. Nah, I'm not, wouldn't, wouldn't really. But congratulations to the Chiefs of Kansas City, Missouri. Oh yeah, oh that's who, that's and not who won. Kansas City, Kansas. Yes, and your president acknowledged. Oh, who, uh, it, he gave a shout out to the to the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, and said that they were representing the state of Kansas. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> What a fucking idiot! Uh, but I mean, you know, somebody somebody got his thumbs together and he he removed the tweet and reposted it with the correct um, state. But it was just interesting. But all that, uh, needless to say, yeah, I didn't get as much out of that um, or the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, but I did get my life watching the premiere of the Masked Singer <laughs> that followed. <laughs> um, and I just I know that you didn't see it. Did you? I did, did you watch? see the. Um... I saw the clip. My God. I just feel like this is a Black History Month moment where yes, Weezy did. was yes, the did. robot. I mean, I'm sorry if I've spoiled it for those oh, who've yet fine. to watch. But I, I, know by now. I feel like I knew immediately. The voice. I felt like the voice was pretty much undeniable. I um, listened to Lil Wayne mixed strongly. Hard Body from like 2004 to like 2007. I said if it's eight. not Lil Wayne, it is someone who is trying to. You know, I ride for my motherfucking oh. niggas. Most likely, <laughs> I'ma die with my finger on the trigger. I said, we- <laughs> that right there ain't nobody but Weezy. It and wasn't. Baby. And then okay. he popped up with those. Oof, what spaghettis on his head? <laughs> I mean, it seems that he's cut his locks into a bob. Yeah, of sorts. it's like channeling Whoopi. I'm like, you know, Weezy. I'm like, this is like this. This is Weezy's like dad version. This is like Zwoopy. This is what it's giving me dad. I'm like, he's got a he's got a, a cute carpool bob in these. He's locks. absolutely a dad and apparently a good one. Uh, n- n- none of the yeah. mothers have anything negative to say as it pertains to his 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 fathering. You know I'm what I'm it. saying? No future. I'm with it. So uh yeah, no, that actually brought me so. joy. And they his smile makes me laugh. I mean, it was just so bright and big, and I'm like, Weezy is having fun. And I was fun. a fan. I was a huge fan. <laughs> On the Mad dedication Singer. to um, the drought is over. Drought. It's just one, good to see him three. back. I and love doing it. Things. I love it because for a long time it's, it was touch and go. It's good to see him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were all we concerned, were. but we're glad to see that Weezy is back to being Weezy, and he's back to being himself. When um, uh, Robin Thicke was like, Weezy is one of the highest selling artists. Um, in the in the world, and he was like, "That's right." <laughs> he was like, "Better than Elvis." He was like, shoes. <laughs> Robin Thicke was on Lil Wayne's album before. Shooter, shooter. He said, "I've done five songs he has, with several. Lil Wayne," so he was several. really upset. He was upset that he didn't he didn't catch it. But um, I don't know how they didn't. 
they must have been listening they with were their calling, feet. They said it was Steve-O. They said it was Steve-O. Steve-O. And I was like, what? From Jackass? They was, I was like, first of all, there was no way. Even the robot's mannerisms. I was like, there's no way that there is a white man in that costume. There's no way. No. Um, I was stunned that he was voted off so quickly because I had I had another pick to go. Oh, last I didn't night. see the whole but, show, um, but I saw the Lil Wayne clip. You gotta watch so that we can talk about it. I'm really sh- I'm pretty confident that Mrs. Monster is Shaka. Khan. Oh, I did read that. Okay, so you know what? Okay, we'll have a fun little. We'll just have a fun thing um, weekly. I'll watch, watch and then we'll can. talk about it. We'll p- mm-hmm. that'll be part That'd of our little fun. trash segment we'll talk about the massing or who we think is who and who should be voted off the island and jamie fox was um a guest a guest judge you know it's not lost on me that <laughs> jamie fox was on gold digger with kanye oh and he's still mad we're holding grudges. not holding grudges it's just like wow prophecy but anyway <laughs> i just really feel like I feel like we just have to acknowledge the talent that is. No, Jamie no, no. I Fox. love Jamie Foxx. He's so good. I mean, he will. I think he was better at being Ray Charles than absolutely, Ray Charles than absolutely. Ray Let me feel your wrist. And Ray is one of my favorite movies. Absolutely, of all time. those jingling. Um, um, when I when those little bottles when he starts seeing the little fuzzies of yeah. the little bottles. Oh, my heart. But. I, mean, I loved okay. Ray. I love Jamie Foxx. I even, so you know, I have a thing for going back. I watch Living Single like nobody's business. Uh, the way you feel about Different World is how I feel about Living Single, although yes. you also feel yes, very indeed. strongly about Living Single. Um, I do. And I, but I also, me and, me and Tristan recently started going back and watching a few episodes of the Jamie Foxx show. It's <laughs> that so nigga good. is a fool. Like, He's a fool. <laughs> I mean, my favorite episodes of all times are always the ones where yes, you're singing. Yes, always. Um, but um, Employee of the Month, <laughs> is still, if you want to take me out, if you want to take me out, if you just want to get a laugh out of me, just say Employee of the Month. <laughs> like, <laughs> every, time he was, every time he said Employee of the Month, he sung it like that. He'd be like, y'all just mad because this year, this week, employee I am the Employee month. of the Month. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it sends me okay no i Let's love do this show because i, I be love old black shows about. oh my god oh my so god we're good. gonna have a conversation about that one day but on one of the days where we need something light and airy but let's get on to this shout out mm-hmm. my sister's popping right now like so i wanted to do the shout out a little differently um you all know like i said it is black history month but it is black history eternity bear me mm-hmm. forever infinity But in honor of Black History Month, at the Human Rights Campaign Gala uh, here in New York, it was revealed that um, East River State Park will be renamed after Marsha P. Johnson. And so if you don't know who Marsha P. Johnson is, she was a transgendered woman who spent her life fighting for LGBTQIA plus rights. And so the state park's going to be the first one ever named after an openly um, LGBTQ person in New York. And so I thought that was really awesome. Uh, It would really behoove you to read up on Marsha P. Johnson. She has done so much for the LGBTQIA community. Um, The uprising at Stonewall. And also she's done a lot of advocate work in creating shelters and places of safety 
uh, for those in the community who need help. And so she's just she's she's just an icon. And I love that she's being honored in this way. And so I wanted to shout her out, actually, um, Mm -hmm. as our shout out this week. I love to see see it. it. I am with it yes. as well. And did you have something um, I do. I would like to share with you all some information that was shared with me that I think may be of interest to you, especially if you live and or reside in the DMV. Um, a friend of mine reached me reached out to me about a project that she's working on. Um, <clears throat> recently got her real estate license and is working to support black women in their endeavors and steps toward home ownership in the area. And this coming Saturday, February 8th, she will be um, hosting um, a homebuyer brunch seminar um, that will, um, where uh, participants can receive education from experts uh, to empower, equip, and um, excite you about the next steps with, uh, the next steps toward taking the next steps towards home ownership with confidence um, part, uh, and, and peace of mind. So you will learn how grants and multiple financial options can provide an opportunity for you to purchase a home with little or no money down. Um, food and refreshments will be provided and you can uh, RSVP at coalitionseminar.com coalitionseminar.com um the i will we'll provide a link to um uh my friend's name is nina uh nina dowd she's hosting the brunch along with uh summer davis and carrie real um and uh the link to uh, nina's instagram will be provided in the description box if you are in the dmv area and want to take part of this brunch i think you should it's going to be some awesome information in the food that will be there or will be free. So again, RSVP at coalitionseminar.com. Now go get your pinwheels and get your knowledge. You know, they love a pinwheel at a real estate function. You know, they do them little turkey (laughs) roll-ups. That's no shade. I'm just playing. But (laughs) go ahead. All of the information will be in the description box. So make sure you check it out. And we can move right along to our kitchen table talk. Valentine's Day will be here before you know it. And time's running out to send your Valentine a one of a kind, memorable, unexpected gift. If you want to wow your Valentine this year, send them bite sized cupcakes from Baked by Melissa. So, Baked by Melissa sent Kia and I some cupcakes. And uh, the, the best thing about the cupcakes, besides the taste, which I will get to in a second, was the fact that I opened them and I put them on the counter in the kitchen. And so when, when my husband and my child came in, they were like, where'd these come from? And they were hype boots because they were so Aww. cute and packaged so beautifully. So then so I got down to eating them. The chocolate caramel brownie delicious moist and i'm not even a huge Mm. chocolate girl the dulce de leche was one of my favorites uh everybody knows a good vanilla classic vanilla with sprinkles is delicious they had so many white chocolate cookies and cream i'm not even a white chocolate girl and it was it wasn't overwhelming it was just it was good and then the packaging was so cute like you were not gonna mess up if you get some so just in time for valentine's day choose from white chocolate cookies and cream red velvet because you know y'all love that milk chocolate dulce de leche and more <laughs> plus vegan and gluten-free options um 
I told you all what my favorite flavor was. Baked by Melissa treats are adorable and delicious. They're perfectly bite-sized so you can have one in every flavor and you'll want to. Baked by Melissa offers one and two day shipping nationwide. The last day for standard shipping for Valentine's Day is February 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Valentine's Day, send your loved ones the perfect gift. Baked by Melissa. Go to bakedbymelissa.com and use promo code GROWN to get 15% off your order. Take advantage of this special offer for podcast listeners. That's 15% off at bakedbymelissa.com, promo code GROWN. Designed with measurements from millions of women, Third Love's bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but know that the only one that matters is yours. So like many women, I have a breast size. I have divergent breast sizes. <laughs> um, and um, Third Love is really, I will honestly venture to say that Third Love is the only bra that has ever fit me properly in all of my absolutely. life. Um, I absolutely live for this quiz. And at first I was a little off put by the nature of some of the questions because I felt like I didn't know the answer. And I actually had to like go and look at my breasts <laughs> to be able to, to get my responses. But I mean, it was all worth it in the end because the bras that they have sent me have literally been so comfortable. I don't have to worry about extra third boob or, you know, my strap sliding down my shoulders. They just really fit me. They fit my lifestyle. Um, they're, they're cute, they're comfortable, and I just couldn't be more pleased um, with them. And I'm going to be wearing Third Love bras for a really good love, long time. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Plus, returns and exchanges are free and easy. In fact, thanks to Third Love's perfect fit promise, every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your very first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash grown right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grown for 15% off today. 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 All right. Um, seeing how we have all survived the first year of January mm. uh, 2020, I thought that we could benefit from just a conversation about curating joy in our life. Mm -hmm. um, I've been reading up on uh, things just in my own kind of healthcare and self-care and just wellness, being intentional about those things for myself. And I came across this awesome little video. Um, it was a TED Talk um, about, uh, about, about what brings you joy. How do we find joy? So I thought it would be cool um, for us to have a conversation about that because I think one of the things that happens is that people tend to conflate or confuse joy and happiness and use those terms interchangeably. Um, but happiness is conditional. You know, we're happy about I'm sorry. I was, you know, I was singing Oh Green in my head, but remixing the words. <laughs> joy <laughs> and happiness. <laughs> then make it do wrong. Make it do and right. Make it do right. Make it come home early. <laughs> yeah. Make it stay out. Oh my gosh. He love. I'm on for love. He. <laughs> the right reverend Al oh Green. Albert Green. I had an uncle who had a who like had like a Mr. Softy truck and would only play Al Green songs. 
You told me that, and I think that that is the blackest thing I think I've ever. But he heard lives in Mexico. In it's so weird. <laughs> anyway, I mean. Anyway, I die. I I completely took all of that down several roads. It's okay. Continue. It's all right. We're we're talking about uh, you know our tendency to conflate and uh, joy and ha- Ooh, I'm, bumping them. I'm sorry uh, conflate joy and happiness and use those terms interchangeably when in fact the truth is um you know joy is a choice right happiness is conditional mm-hmm. we're happy about specific things specific things um you know maybe connected to or make us happy but joy is something that we choose it's we choose joy despite our circumstances and that being said um the TED Talk, which was called Where Joy Hides and How to Find It. It was by Ingrid Fatel Lee, who is a designer. Um, and she talked about her work in understanding, um, you know, what joy is. She was told that in her, at the end of her first year review, she was told that her work uh, made her reviewer joyful. She was like, you know, your work brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really know how to take that of as feedback or you know how do I use that constructively in terms of making like what what do I need like is that a good thing is that a bad thing because designers are supposed to make things efficient and easy and you know they're supposed to be like utility uh you know in my work but you know it's good that my my um work brings you joy you know as as my Mm -hmm. professor but like she was just fascinated by that um you know and she as a designer became obsessed with understanding the practicality Mm -hmm. of joy and went about understanding what are some of the things in life, physical astri- attributes of life, aesthetic things of life that elicit the sense of joy um, in individuals. So it really just got me thinking um, about, uh, I mean, you know, and that work really kind of informed her work going forward on how to kind of curate and design joy um, you know, in, uh, infuse the, those things into her design to make people make sure that her work or her design projects made people continue to feel good. So I thought that that was it, it really just was like an aha moment for me because it was just like, wow, I never thought about joy in such a practical way. Um, and I thought it would be good for us to think about what brings us joy. Um, and with that being said, what are some things that we can do? to kind of infuse joy in our, in our lives when we are feeling stressed out and things. So I took to the interwebs and um, have some questions here for you. I thought that we, that could frame our conversation about finding joy. Okay. I'm interested to hear what the internet has to say. So um, I asked really quickly two questions on the Twitter and the Instagram of, um, I asked what uh, um, I asked what does joy feel like to you, and then I asked folks to weigh in and name three things that bring them joy. Not so many people responded to what joy feels like, but um, we got lots and lots of responses around um, things that bring them joy. So I'm gonna read. We got um, the audacity at loves jazz says joy feels like warmth. It covers you but doesn't overwhelm you. It fills you up and then pours out all mm. around you. I thought that oh, was that really beautiful. beautiful. Um, at natural curls and curves. No, at hot. Oh, hot a Monet, like Janelle Monet, but hot. Um, 
She said, joy feels like peace of mind and a feeling of contentment within myself for no reason other than existing. Um, at Reckless Princess says, joy feels like acceptance of everything in my life, even if it's not what I imagined mm. it would be. Um, um, let's see here. At Her Truths 100 said, joy makes me feel like I'm flying. My happiness cannot be contained to this space. Everyone will feel it. Um, let's see here. At Pretty Ass Swisher. <laughs> yes. Says, tribe. Um, I know, right? Yes. Your people. Joy feels like a sense of happiness and peace of mind throughout my entire body. Um, Anastasia Beaverhausen <laughs> at CKev Run says, um, joy feels like lightness, peace, and euphoria. Uh, and at Joyful CC says, joy feels like the warmth and the that the sun gives when it shines on my face, the perfect cozy sense. Y'all some warmth. ethereal ass niggas. I was thinking Aren't about I was thinking about what brings me joy, and I was like, wow, this is really logistical. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that there's a wrong no, answer not. though. But like, what in, in lieu of what brings you joy? What does joy feel like to you? Oh, wow, joy to me feels like like like. <sighs> Like, yeah, nigga. It just feels like an exhale. <laughs> it does. It feels like contentment. It feels like I'm just in a place of peace. Um, and I know that the moment that I'm in and what I'm doing is exactly what I should be doing. And what's happening for me is exactly what should be happening. And it's just kind of like a feeling of mm. just like, <sighs> all right. That's so dope, right? Um, joy is a piece of no mm -hmm. pressure. Joy is a piece of a place of a pa place of no pressure. It's a place of ease. It's a place of delight, yeah. um, like that. Like you know, a place of relief, uh, a place of like restoration for me. Like, and I say it's a place because I feel like it's a place I intentionally have mm -hmm. to go um, because I might be sitting in some <sighs> shit, but I have to mm. go. Um, to the place of joy is the place where I feel cared for. It's the place where I feel at peace, where I don't have any worries or concerns. It is, it is joy where I feel like I'm all right. It's like, I can, like you said, like, ah, like I can just release all the yes. tension in my body. Um, and it is a place where, where I just feel mm -hmm. good. Like, um, and that's and and we need more of that. We we need lots more of that in um in twenty twenty. Um, so let's move on to the things that bring you joy. These are great. These are interesting. Instagram had some really really good things Can't to wait. say about the things that bring you blacks. I'm gonna take a joy. shot every time somebody said dick. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't know if I ha I don't know if I have any um. Oh my goodness. Oh wait, my Instagram. I was like, I, was like I thought I was wheezing. <laughs> no, my but the sound is off, so that's just, you know, you know how you double tap the thing. glitch. Glitch. Okay. Um Mr. Refine said flats, drums, and yes. hot sauce. Three things that make yes. bring me joy. Um, faith. Yes. Faith dot Theodosia <laughs> says music, naps, yes. and food. Mm. Um, um, Canmis and Diego says sleep, Haribo gummy bears, 
and a good word from Pastor <laughs> Battle. Come on. Um, Carletta Renee says wings in my direct mm. deposit. Yes. Uh, CO Joe Fish says paid bills, energy to get stuff done, good food. I didn't have to cook. Amen. Um, Lolo in the 2000s said sleep, good food, and warmth. Forever Akeem says weed, the Clark sisters, and wow, discount. You sound like me. I, I love the Clark um, sisters. Come on, Clark <laughs> sisters. Uh, Spodiote says spa visits, cackles with the homies, and the mm-hmm. Golden Girls. Um, Ubuntu Dream says Jesus candles and sleep. Yes, I love candles. Mr. Grandiosity says Anita Baker wings fried hard with blue cheese and a goose dirty martini. Mm. Um, that's Mr. Grandiosity. <laughs> of course, Mr. Um, Grandiosity likes martinis. <laughs> <laughs> Great goose of martinis course. at that. Uh, Mrs. Amby says silence, shopping, and grace. Yes, uh, Miss Bond to you. What up, Whitney? Says really good food and drinks. La- and laughing. Um, and when something in my research clicks, yes. come on. That's right. Um, let's see. Unorthodox says Jesus payday and grandma's peach I cobbler. Taking a shot for every time somebody said Jesus. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, Effortless dot beauty says beaches. QT with the family and the sun. Mm-hmm. Cultivated naturally says the dope song I've never heard. Brunch on a patio with aviators and not going mm-hmm. to work. <laughs> Um, L Boogie says hiking, traveling, and good food. Nurse Chandra says food, traveling, and shopping. The Boonie Breakdown. What yes. up, Boonie? Jour- uh, she says journaling, laughing, um, and sending my friends love notes. PG version. Boonie probably meant dick, but All right, there goes another shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So Almondy, hey Inga says, freshly uh, sharpened oh. pencils, mm. knowing that the Lord loves me and the first three minutes after an orgasm. <laughs> the order, <laughs> the order of those things. <laughs> oh man, Ooh, we are just such a complex people. I love people. it. Duality um, is a I thing. Love Shout out to Around the Way Girls. Candace, o- that's it. Candace O'Beauty says, complete silence. The sun beaming on me and a belly laugh that makes me mm. cry. That is a good feeling. Uh, Cruella de Tr- Trill, yes. 42, says naps. A cool, cold room and a good night's mm. rest. Mm. His name, Anthony, says music, wing stop, and Tarjay. Um, Gracefuldesigns.co says chicken wings. Chicken, chicken right? I should have done so. Chicken is huge. My bed and new sneakers. Uh, Megan Monique says general souls yeah, chicken. Same. My bed and the office reruns. Um, let's see. Silence, weed, and crab legs. That's who is. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, Jade. (laughs) (laughs) In hindsight, 1906, that's Gerard. Gerard says, waking up and seeing my direct deposit. I know that's that's always a good feeling. Um, yeah, we got lots and lots. But I'm going to ask you, sis, what are three things that bring you joy? (sighs) Y'all thought I was going to say weed, and I'm not. Thank you. Mm. I I sure nope. did thought you were going to say weed. I, just because y'all thought I was going to say weed. Um, one thing that brings me joy is when I when I have a plant, which I have a lot of plant babies. Um, yes, you do, and they're thriving. Something about making sure and being able to see the needs of each plant, 
and knowing that I'm doing the things that I, you know, that they want, that's feeding them, you know, that that makes them happy. It brings me joy because I'm like, my plant babies are doing well. Oh, my goodness. So that's something that brings me immense joy. You're such a plant mom. (laughs) I love my plant babies. And it makes me sad when they're not doing well. I talk to them. I play them music. You know what I'm saying? I lift up the shades (laughs) in the morning. I say good morning to them. I thank them, which I haven't done in a while and I need to do. So that brings me joy. Um, uh, One of those those real small feelings that just brings you joy that you forget about until you do it. Nigga. My Lord today. Doing all of this in a Ford Fusion um, is when I take a shower. <laughs> I take a shower and I have fresh sheets on my bed, and I sh- whoa girl, and I you shave are me. My we legs are the same. And I get in my bed with shaved legs in new sheets, nigga. There is shave legs. I'm I'm gonna add one. I'm gonna okay, raise okay. you one. A fresh shower. A fresh shave and or wax. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> and a Woo! pedicure. Girl, you talk about Smooth. good. Like, that is, ain't no Smooth. feeling like getting into some freshly laundered mm. cheats where your skin has been adequately exfoliated. Oh, my God. Ooh. <laughs> it is just a newfound... I'm sorry, I'm cutting into No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. These are like, I. This. this brings me, this conversation brings me joy. And then another thing that brings me joy, here's where the Virgo comes out. When I, like, when I get my, knock things off my to-do list, when I'm feeling productive, Accomplishment. it brings me, so, you know, I got some bills paid today. I, you know, got in my storage closet and started doing some heavy reorganizing. And I was like, okay, I need to order another shelving unit for this corner. And this is what I'm going to do with this stuff. And... When I step back, even, you know, I may not feel it in the moment. It is that fe- that that feeling of gratification brings me a feeling of joy of like getting things done. Like you say, yeah, accomplishment, productivity, productivity. brings productivity. me a level of joy that I cannot explain. <laughs> That's awesome. And I mean, you guys did exactly what I thought you were going to do. I, I mean, I'll name mine before okay. I do that. So um, I will say um, I love. I love making my grandparents, like my family laugh, my Mm. grandparents, like especially, but when like, because I I feel like, like you ever like, I just, uh, I really value someone who laughs Mm -hmm. from their belly, like laughs and mean it, like somebody who really, and and, you know, I I am, I come from a very Mm -hmm. silly people. Like we know how to have a good time and entertain Mm -hmm. ourselves. So when I get to make them laugh, like really laugh, that is like a that mm-hmm. feeling of of like ease and joy that we were talking about. Like that brings me that that is joy. a good feeling. Yes, um, I would also like to say that um, I, I like to feel pretty. And I hope that that's not vain, but I like doing things that make me feel pretty, whether that be like doing my makeup or getting my nails done or washing my hair or giving myself a facial. Those things give me a sense of like, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that counts because I do feel like that's, I don't know. 
I don't know if that's vain or messed up or that makes me no. <laughs> whatever, but that's feeling pretty is something that brings me joy. So like new clothes, that's where I fall into the trap. Like I get <laughs> things it. that things or even like repurposing or wearing something old in a new way. Those kinds of things, changing my hair, those kinds of things make me feel joyful and like light in my spirit. And um this is going to sound, well, I don't know, maybe not. Just really, really good hugs. Yeah. Like, good, good hugs. Um, like, uh, uh, like hug me like you. Especially mean. from a healthy person. And I have to be, yeah. Yeah, or like just someone who I know and I really believe they genuinely care for me and they want to connect mm. with me in that way. Um, like, a really good, a good hug. Mm. And I, when someone knows that I need it. And maybe that's because I've been living by myself in a way <laughs> like I I feel like I lack, um, you know, in many respects, I don't get as much physical contact as I once did when I lived closer to my family and, you know, mm-hmm. my loved ones. And I think as we get older, it's just kind of like a personal space thing. Like we don't we don't hug on each other mm-hmm. like we used to. Um, but, yeah, those are the three things that that give me give me joy. Um, so. Ingrid in her in her talk um, really raised some she did some awesome dope research around like understanding. So there's this this science, these scientific studies where um, people looked at the science of Mm -hmm. joy, thinking like the physical responses that represent the feeling of joy. And those studies found that there are certain sort of aspects of, of life and things that you know are not respected they're not like relational they're not like um you know by virtue of things that we own Mm -hmm. or or even have proximity to sometimes but we can like their the argument was that joy is felt it's like a sensual Mm. thing so it's like what we perceive so certain images um and certain certain like um you know, color and texture and patterns, those things elicit feelings mm. of joy. Like um, she's the, the, like when people were shown images of round things, um, bright things, uh, things that are symmetrical in nature or design, pops of bright color, things that represent mm-hmm. exuberance or emotion and things that represent abundance, mm. right? Those are the things that elicit the feeling of joy in us as human beings. So if we're looking at, you know, um, like one, like a, she used the analogy of there being one confetto, which happens to be the singular of confetti, right? Confetto. So if there's one, <laughs> one confetto on a paper, that is not going to get any sort of response out of us, but seeing multiple confetti, like, you know, different colored dots and, <laughs> and, you know, in that random way that confetti exists, that is something like just that image um, elicits the physical response of joy. So um, that being said, the aesthetics of joy, joyful things, bright colored things, round things, um, the research shown that cylindrical things and things mm-hmm. with curve, curves actually bring us ease where the angular mm-hmm. things um, represents anxiety or mm-hmm. make us anxious, right? So we learn like how we learn that pointy things can be harmful mm-hmm. we have to avoid like you know those kinds of pointy things and they could they're often used as weapons so like our our body physically tenses up when we see angles and hard lines but there's a sense of ease and peace when we see 
round mm. things. So like given all of this data was really dope, right? So she was talking about why is it that, um, you know, given that what we know about the actual, these actual qualities that visually elicit um, these actual visual properties that elicit joy. Why is it that, you know, our work environments and places where we learn and places where we get well, like the hospital mm -hmm. or the doctor's office are usually these very sterile mm -hmm. places that don't exhibit some of these qualities. So um, I thought it was really dope um, and, and it got me thinking about like, okay, what if we can't access chicken wings fried hard or, um, you know, what if there is a glitch and we don't get our direct deposit? What are things that are not necessarily things that we can buy or things that we can own or um, things that we can actually physically handle? What are things that that what are those kinds of things that would take us to a joyful place? Um, you know, when we find ourselves in, in moments of distress or anxiety or concern. So I'm going to repose the question to you and challenge you to think about uh, what are some visual things or, or, you know, things that you perceive through your senses that would bring you that same feeling? What smells, what, what okay. sounds, what colors, what things? Um, and then, you know, we can talk about how, given that, thinking about these things in intentional ways, what are some changes that we can make to try to infuse joy into our lives on a daily basis? So if I'm thinking about sounds and things like that, that bring me joy, <clears throat> there is almost no better feeling to me than a very dreary day where it's raining and I have nowhere to go. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I, well, no, it doesn't matter if I have groceries or I don't have, I know that I don't have nowhere to go and I will figure out like something small like that. And it makes me feel, it gives me a complete feeling of ease because when I know it's not a day where I have anywhere to go, I have anything to do and it's that kind of day outside, I automatically just feel relaxed. Automatically. And I don't feel guilty for not mm -mm. not going outside for the day because it's like this is kind of an excuse from the universe for me to be able to just kind of lay back and as a kid anytime anybody got up at like four o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning took a shower the sound of the shower always gave me I always had this really warm mm -hmm. feeling that would rush over my body and I would mm -hmm. just get really relaxed and go back to sleep so the sound of like water especially but shower something about the shower in that first moment where they turn the shower on i could feel this little shock go through my body and then i i just everything would go out um let's see what else <laughs> is that kind of along the lines of what you were looking for okay yeah yeah just make sure i was going in the right direction um what are things that you might like like i well you talked mm -hmm. about plants so like if plants give you joy like, give me an example of something else that you might, like, if, if it's missing in your house or in your space, what is something that you might consider, um, you know, <sighs> like, if you were, if you needed to add, add, a, like, let's say you had to curate, like, a joyful corner in a room in your house, what would, what would you put oh, in? Oh, it would, I, it's, actually, I'm creating that in my room right now. It's a seating area. <laughs> very nice. It's a seating area where I'll have some hanging plants um, and floor pillows. 
and um it's essentially an area where I would love to be where I'm not, you know, because sometimes you want to go to the couch. Sometimes you want your privacy. You want to be in your bedroom, but you don't want to be on your bed. Right. So I wanted to create a corner where it would be comfortable to read or to meditate or to journal or to even just watch TV. And it just be a complete like comfort, comfort corner. So I already got a rug. Um, I'm going to get some floor pillows, hang some plants, and that will kind of be that corner uh literally that's the literal corner but that's what it represents because i want it to be an area that i can go to that i know when i'm in that area i can relax in whatever form or fashion that i want to do that day if i need to meditate if i if i just want to lay back and watch some tv and don't want to do it on my bed or noah's occupying the tv in the front i can go and do it in this area but it'll just be an a area that is designated for that type of environment I love it. I think for me, you know, I love and, and I, I it's literally an obsession now that I think that I'm growing to accept. But when they said like um like well then what they said when Ingrid was talking about the research that talked about how um patterns and spherical mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. bring joy. I really kind of uh, felt that, that makes it resonated sense with, with me. You. <laughs> Because I was like, who loves a polka dot more than Nobody me? on this planet. I mean, there are polka dots on my walls. There are polka dots on my clothing. And I mean, like, just like, you know, I have this beautiful graphic rug. And even in my office, like, my office is also black and white. But when I think about, like, you know, there's, there's definitely more that I could do there. Um, so like you said, I have Maurice Greenleaf here. But I think that I need a work, I, I need a work plant son yes. now. Because I'm there a lot more. Well, I'm there just as much as I am here. Um, and I think that having, you know, Maurice's You should get Maurice Jr. Because office, snake plants are the best plants for the oxygen. I honestly feel like, you know, I might could take a little piece of Maurice because he's growing out of Can, this whole thing. And you need to repot him I then. mean, he's just <laughs> I do need to repot him. But that's something that Keisha was going to work that's on with me. But now she's having yeah, a whole ass baby. Happening. She, she might be she might by myself right now actually like, like right in this, this second <laughs> uh, but um but yeah i definitely feel like i could use more plants and then i do love black and white things but i also feel like black and white also looks amazing against the pop oh, it of does color. so in my apartment like my pop of colors is green uh i have two i have green and i have gold but gold is also like a, a neutral so that's like my metallic pop and then i have like green as my color pop so i I could work on, um, you know, just being more intentional about integrating more color in my space and just having pretty things yeah. to look at. Um, so I wanted us to just have this conversation in hopes to get us all thinking about ways that like, you know, there's little small things that we can do to infuse more joy in our lives. I mean, and sometimes that's by virtue of buying something or doing something or having mm-hmm. something. But other times it could just be, you know, even if you don't have any money, there should be something that you can do or or look up or read about or find on the Internet or even just go outside and experience um, getting getting, you know, exposing yourself to color and warmth and sunlight, just being more intentional about infusing joy, finding joy, unearthing joy that's around mm. us because we tend to find ourselves, you know, so focused 
um, in our workspaces that we don't take time to, to think about how we can make these spaces, these things, these activities more joyful. I love it. Yes. I can't, we're going to have this conversation again because there's so many things that bring me joy as we started talking. Right. Right. So I'm thinking about even something as small as like, you know, my my go to nail polish is like, you know, yes. pinks with like black and white. But what if I just get some hot pink nails one day or like what if I just do something crazy, um, you know, but just, you know, just being more intentional about it. So like th- as this week, um, you know, progresses as this month progresses, as we are all navigating the crazy that is society and life, um, trying to figure out how to be real life adults and manage all of our multiple responsibilities we also have to be intentional about finding joy in the things that we do and when joy isn't there making the Mm -hmm. choice for joy um and choosing things that Mm. bring us joy so i hope i hope that this was helpful yes i just got so much i'm gonna share i mean i'll i'll we'll share the ted talk i want you guys to hear it and listen Mm -hmm. to it too it's really fascinating because it's really the the premise of it is that joy is all around us. We just have to be um, willing to find it and, and see it. Uh, you know, and see it. Right. And like it helps inform our choices. It was talking about how like schools that have brightly colored walls or fun patterns and murals and things mm-hmm. in the bathrooms or on walls and things like students feel safer in those schools. And, you know, they're more inspired, you know, versus you know, thinking about the very sterile, very bland, very vanilla spaces that we find ourselves working and living and breathing and spending most of our time in. So, you know, girl, get you a pretty picture and put it in a frame for your desk or, you know, get you a fun colored pillow and put it in your desk chair or, you know, just, you know, find a way to spark some joy. Get you a fun colored speaker a beats pill mm-hmm. or a bows or something less expensive girl just i mean they have them in all these different bright colors and awesome little things every once in um, a while when i when i used to have a desk i used to buy myself a new a new pencil holder you know something you know cute. i just love yeah. that kind of stuff going into home goods yeah. and get you a cute little something yes. for five dollars I had um, a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, just making it yours, making mm-hmm. it yours. And I think that that's one of the things that has brought me such joy and why I'm so comfortable in my home. This little studio apartment, this little dorm room that I live in is just enough space for me, but I don't feel like cramped or confined here because I have made this space my Literally. own. And I know, and I know everything about it. I, you know, I got my little oil diffuser and I, and I know how to make it feel like I want to feel in here. I'm thinking about, um, you know, that stupid fluorescent light in my office. I think I, I think I'm going to get myself a nice lamp and some more pictures and things to land, to put on the walls. I think there's things that I want to do, right? Fabrics. I want to play around and kind of make the space more joyful, at least joyful to me, because if I got to be in there, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day. That's how I feel. Then I need to be comfortable. You know, I... Comfortable. I'm going to get me a little area rug or something, something furry to put under my feet. I just realized how important it is for my home to be my space. And I realize also like how much fucking dick it's okay i mean we are accustomed to working my nerves tonight with these itty bitty ass engines um and these little cars these big engines and these little cars 
But uh, I have realized also how much I have aspired to be a have a black auntie home. And so I love all the rattan and I, you know, I do like to mix the mediums, you know, I might have a, a, this might be a contemporary piece, but this might be traditional. I like traditional pieces. I like rattan pieces. I like, I got me, I have kitchen, I have like kitchen uh, beads. I have, yes, yes. Like, like you are so like 1978. when you walk through to the kitchen, so... Oh and then I gosh. think you're so Erica I, Badu, and I love it because when I walk in my space, especially when it's clean, <laughs> it's just oh, it feels so good. And I'm like, this is the space that I've always wanted, and I want more. Like I want to hang more things on the wall, more tapestries, things like that, and I'll get them. But you know, I wanted my velvet green couch. I got a velvet green couch. Like I had wanted a gold, uh, a gold coffee table. So that's what I got. And it just, it feels good when you have visions for little things and you're able to fulfill and then you walk into your space and you're just comfortable. It's just, that's a joyful feeling. But we can talk about this all day. We can actually do a part two to this because I feel like there are so many things that bring us joy and there's probably way more scientific fun facts to find out Mm -hmm. about joy exuding uh, qualities and abilities and so forth and so on. So... Thanks for chiming in and letting Kia know what your joys are. Yeah, that was dope. Let's move on to this honesty box. If you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and a gripping story, your answer is Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a casual game anyone can play. I love Best Fiends. First of all, it's just I love the colors. We were talking about joy earlier in the episode and (laughs) I love the colors in Best Fiends. Also, what's really cute, it's a puzzle game. So it engages your brain. It's a free download. So when I'm on the train, again, I had to ride the train for an hour the other night. Best Fiends was the best way to pass the time because it was a free download. I can use it without internet service. Hello. Most of the characters are bugs and then the antagonists are slugs. So it's really, it's fun. It's a fun little game. Best Fiends is a unique and exciting puzzle experience unlike other puzzle games out there. Plus, they update the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. It also does not require internet to play so it's great for traveling, like I said, on the train when you don't have any service. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters trust me with over 100 million downloads this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play download best fiends free on the apple app store or google play that's friends without the r best fiends honestly truly all right honesty box time hi dr kia and jade i love everything about your podcast from Jade singing to Dr. Key's petty peeves about her stolen luggage. It is everything I need to get me through my work day. <laughs> now on to the story. In September of 2018, I left my husband, moved in with my mother, and filed the paperwork for a divorce. I had to pack up my baby and I and leave while my soon-to-be former spouse was at work because when I previously tried to leave, he physically blocked me from leaving the house. Jump to now, we mm. are three weeks away from our divorce trial and he's been arrested for assaulting me. I get back home to find that my sister has gone to bail him out. When she returns, she has the nerve to start yelling at me. Then my mother joins in. Y'all have taken this too far. What if he loses his job? But here's where things really had me with the full dumb face. My mother says, well, if he loses his job, then he'll have to move in with us. The hell? I basically told Mm -hmm. them that if this is the case, my child and I will move out. 
I'm devastated by their response. Not once did my sister ask me if I was okay. When he arrived to pick up our child, they didn't keep that same energy towards him. I believe they feel bad for him because he's not that close with his family. So I ask you, ladies, is it time to distance myself from my mother and sister? I know they will always be blood, mm. but I feel like the damage has been done and there's no coming back from this. Any advice is greatly appreciated. This yeah. is tough. Um, I don't I don't feel like you should distance yourself without a conversation. I think if um I don't know. I think I think I don't I, I just feel like it may be early for you to just decide, you know, I'm just falling back. I do feel like if this is something that really concerns you, um, and it should be because it's very mm. concerning. If it were me, I would make an effort to sit down and speak to my mom and my sister and help them to understand how their actions are making mm -hmm. me feel um, and really try to get an understanding of why they feel what they feel and see if we can find a way to work through this dissonance. If that proves to be unproductive or unsuccessful um, and the issue persists, then I would, you know, pro probably proceed with making choices that would be best for me and my child as, you know, as far as I see fit. Um, but this is just like a very delicate situation mm -hmm um that shouldn't be entered into haphazardly or lightly and i don't believe that that's the case i think you're reaching out because you're trying to be thoughtful mm -hmm. about this and um but i will before i end my little comments and hand it over to jay i do feel like this sounds like something that may if you have access to the resources it may be a situation that you might want to run by a professional someone who um, is actually trained to provide like, you know, help or resources or give you some strategies for thinking through your next steps with, as, as far as it's concerned, whether that be like a, a therapist, a case worker, uh, you know, a social worker, somebody, um, you know, who was actually certified and licensed mm -hmm. to give, to give uh, advice. But what do you think? Um, I agree with Kia. Uh, in which a conversation with your family is essential. Um, Cause that is, that's a, that's an absurd reaction, honestly, especially to have, to have been assaulted and for your family to not, not be concerned with what's going on with you, but to come at you, that's really concerning. And I'm a huge fan of, um, you don't owe nobody, you don't owe your family. You don't owe them anything just because they're your family if they're not treating you with love and respect. But uh, I do think that your ch you and your child's well-being is, is the most important thing here. And if you're, not feel if you're in a situation where you're not feeling safe and you're not feeling supported, um, then that's, a, you know, that's where it's time to start trying to make other arrangements. But I do think a conversation is key, like Kia said uh, initially, to kind of see where, like, what, where are you all coming from? Because this is my experience and I'm going to let you know how this has affected me. And hopefully it can be a productive conversation. Um, and you all can get somewhere. Maybe there's a, a point of view that they did not look at from your side. How? I have no clue. <laughs> I can't answer for them because I do not understand that. But maybe there's something that they haven't considered and you might be able to bring to their attention uh, so that you aren't 
put in a complete and uncomfortable situation where you're forced to move out of the home because you don't feel safe and they're doing something as asinine as bringing him into the house. So this is not a um, this is not an easy situation by any means, and I'm really sorry that you're dealing with this. Uh, but I do hope that you're able to have a productive conversation with them. But also remember, you don't owe your family anything just because they are family. If they're not supporting you and they're putting you in a way that's actually making you uncomfortable, it is absolutely okay for you to choose yourself and your child and to move in a direction that is best for you and not out of obligation because you are related to somebody. Because... If you're if, if blood is thicker than water, then why the hell are y'all acting like that? So you have every right to choose you and your child first. Um, and that's that's my thoughts. Please, please, please keep us updated uh, on the situation. And we really, really hope and pray for the best for you and for your child and that you are in the safest um, environment that you can be in and that you find some some peace and some resolution within this mess. Uh, continue to send your honesty My box Lord. questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com and we can move along to black woman self-care I deserve okay so in black woman self-care um in the year of january mm-hmm. i that was the most that i have gone to the gym consistently in a r- very long time um i missed a couple of days here and there you know for pop-up circumstances that i couldn't control or like a work situation but for the most part i I can definitely say i went every week um anywhere between two and four days to the gym i still have some you know i'm still working on it i still hate it every morning i hate getting up and doing it i have to get up anyway to get Noah ready but after she leaves it's like wow I would really love to not be going to the gym right now. But so it's true what they say. The hardest battle is getting there because I do feel so gratified after the workout is done. Um, Shout out to Fran because she's been my accountability partner. She's there five days a week. (laughs) So I can't do it. I committed to four, you know, and there have been times when I've done three or two. But I've 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 gone consistently every single week for a month. And I'm very proud of myself for that. So that's my black woman self-care. Um, this week I can say that I've been really consistent in maintaining a, um, respect, a, a respectful bedtime. Yes, that's important. Ooh, that's I big. I've been trying my very best not to stay up all ungodly hours of the night and to ensure that at minimum I get, you know, six, seven hours of sleep. Um, so I'm really, um, that's a, that's a practice that I've been uh, working yes. on this week and I'm hoping hoping that I can continue to, to maintain that's that. good and let me tell you something working out and I know you've been doing it for a while now I am tired like I was already tired yeah, but it's like, a different level <laughs> most certainly. it's a different level of tired so going to bed is so and then I also see the the difference in workouts depending upon what I eat the day before and how I sleep and hugely on how I sleep so that's big as a person who goes to bed at like 3 o'clock in the morning I totally commit you (laughs) on 
I just don't feel like no, nobody can no, do that. No, me anymore. neither. Like it's just not it's just not Mm-mm. set up for that. No, I've been working on it too, but I'm a kudos to you for being consistent with it. Let's move on to these petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. So in the petty peeves this week, we all know it was the Super Bowl. I understand how price surging, uh, how surging works with um, as it pertains to Ubers and Lyfts and so forth. You know, I understand in the rain it surges because it's more people who don't want to be walking. And, you know, when they're New Year's Eve, even I know not to even look at the app because I'm not going to concern myself with that. But for the Super Bowl yesterday, we went over Crystal Jean's house and it was more it's not it's not for the Super Bowl more so as it's for it's her birthday party for her baby, her 28-3. Um and oh which she God. did make this is... happy birthday 28-3 donuts um, mm. that were on display. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so, and I just really kind of go for the food in the fellowship. But, um, so, you know, Fran and I got ready to leave. And so she pulls up her Uber app. And that boy says $167. You uh, so she was like, Whoa, wait a minute. So she's like, Look at this. So I looked and I was like, Oh no, buddy. I was like, Oh my god. And I had stuff to carry home, so I was frustrated. And I was like, Are we about to? Is this about to be like, Nah, no, 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 no. She was like, I can't, I can't pay this. And I was like, Nah, like that's just in our spirits, that's not right. Like, knowing that that no when there's trains available and things and granted nobody wants to take a train at 11 o'clock at night but 167 dollars asinine so then i go to pull up my lift app and it said and i bullshit you all not 298 dollars and 91 cents are you kidding i was like the super bowl is not here in New York City. <laughs> it is not in Harlem or in Brooklyn. Like, it's not anywhere in the vicinity. And I understand that people are d- drinking, and I understand that, you know, you're going to have more people probably requesting Ubers tonight. But a price surge, $298.91 lift. That's price gouging. That is taking extreme advantage of people. And like nobody in their right mind, nobody in their right mind, I don't care how much money you have is going to pay $300. Just like, all right, well, this is what it is. $300. That is absolutely asinine. And it's disgusting that you will surge that much, that you will do this to people who are just working people who are, because if we were rich, we'd have drivers or car services or something along those lines. But People are just, regular, regular, regular people are catching Ubers and things every day, and y'all gonna price gouge this shit to three hundred dollars? That's absolutely crazy. So, <clears throat> I was absolute, I was disgusted, and I feel like I want to boycott them for a little bit. And we jumped on the train, and luckily it came in two minutes when we got to the station, which for eleven o'clock on a Sunday night, that is not bad. <laughs> um, and so we got on the train and rode that back to Brooklyn. But I was like, yo, this is nuts. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. 
So that's my petty peeve this week. Fuck you, Lyft, for trying to charge somebody $300 to go 40 minutes away. That's absolutely, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I screenshotted it, and I'm going to post it just so you all can see. Um, I, uh, you know, um, wholeheartedly agree that that is entrapping. Yeah, like, this is fucking crazy. (laughs) Um, my petty peeve is, you know, I feel like I complain about the same things, but the same things bother me. So I guess we'll be fine. Um, I don't like being told what to do. I was walking in the airport yesterday um, and I mean, you know, I feel like I've, t- I've shared this before, but like, I don't know what it is, but certain people really feel like they have the right to parent uh-huh. you. I don't know. You know, I, I feel like in some cases I look young, I guess I present young, but even still, I don't feel like I look no, like a child. Not, not by any means. Um, I feel like you can look at me and see very clearly that I am an adult, especially, um, I don't know, whatever, either way. I was walking in the airport yesterday, just gotten off of the plane. I've literally traveled all day. Like, that's the thing about going to California. And I wasn't in L.A., so I was in Orange County. So that means that I, you know, it was difficult to find a direct Mm. flight. So um, I had, like, a connection. So literally, I left my hotel room at um, 7 Mm -hmm. a.m. And I I didn't, you know, get to my home until 8 p.m. Oh. Um, you know, with the time change, but either way, I mean, all day long traveling. So I get off the plane literally after 12 hours worth of travel, low key, but not really (laughs) eight, eight hours. Um, plus commute and I'm, I'm walking through the airport and I'm pulling up my phone so that I can get Mm -hmm. my Uber home and I'm walking and I have the phone in my hand, but this is like, you know, people walk with phones all day, every day. This lady is walking. Now, I'm nowhere near her. It's not like we get ready to collide or anything like that. This lady is like, watch where you going. And I what? said, watch your mouth. <laughs> I said, watch your mouth. She was like, I'm just saying, I don't want you to, I don't like you're walking, you're looking in the phone. And I'm just like, first of all. Did I did I was I did I look like I was getting ready to bump into something? Was I getting ready to bump into another person? No, but I mean you're looking at your phone. You should. I'm like that's for you. That's where you your mistake is. Mind your is. business. Like because you should be concerned with yourself. And I'm not a child. This is my phone, my bag, my hand, my feet, and I'm walking um, to my my business. And I understand, no, my thing is like, you know, be suggestive, be no, polite. Man. Don't give me no directive. I don't know who you are. You don't, you know what if I'm saying? If you bumped I don't her, it's I can understand. Like, I'd probably watch where you I was going, nowhere but... near the woman. There was like, literally, no. there was literally like, I was nowhere near her. And I, I'm like, do you, I'm like, and what about me specifically? Like there, I'm not the only person standing in this hallway with my phone in my hand. So it like. It move you miss to mind your business. Don't tell me what to do, bruh. Don't tell me. And I have thoughts and opinions about what people should and shouldn't do all day long. But I understand that it's not my place and everybody's grown and I let grown people make grown make their own decisions in 2020. So I might have thought, wow, she should, you know, like pay attention to where she's going. But I'm not going to yell out at another grown adult. No, especially if you're, <sighs> if you're not anywhere in my vicinity, then I don't care what you're doing. 
Yeah, if you're not obstructing like, anything that's getting ready to impact me, I don't care what you're doing. Why do y'all care so much about what other people are doing? It's so much. And I just wish the people would leave me. I like I truly like it irritates me when people do things. That's why I get mad in traffic and things like that that are going to impact me. But outside of that, if you want to drive like an asshole and you are two miles ahead of me and driving like an asshole, then cool. Do do what you do. Just stay away from me. I don't care. <sighs> that is getting grown this week. Um, thank you all for That's tuning right. in. Make sure you check out the, the description box. It always has all of the information that you need from the advertisement details to the shout outs and everything in between. So, but once again, we thank you all for continuing to support. Um, you see, we're a little bit more engaged on the socials. So make sure you guys check us out. Getting Grown Pod or Getting Grown Podcast or whatever. Uh, Twitter, mm -hmm. Instagram, but all of that information again is in the description box. Show you right. Thank you guys for listening um, and for always joining in in the conversation. Um, and like Jay said, stay tuned. Um, we're hopefully going to be announcing yes. some things. Uh, DMV team type of fact yes. is going to be having our brunch on February 20th. And we would love it if you guys would join us. We're hoping to have an awesome conversation about um, communities as acts of resistance and as restorative practice and thinking about ways that we hold each other accountable with love and combat things like comparison and competition among us and the need for us to build community across our respective disciplines and professional pathways. So what I can stand to learn from you as a professional and as an entrepreneur and what you can stand to learn from me as an academic and how all of us and all of our respective expertise moves us all forward in our individual projects. Yes. So please, please, please come and kick it with us. We're going to have an amazing, awesome, wonderful time. Every Team Type and Fast brunch event so far has sold out. We don't want this one to be an exception. We have worked really hard to continue to grow the brand and the event to continue to meet your needs. So please come and kick it with us. It's going to be amazing. Put on your best black brunch fit and celebrate black excellence with me and with my yes. sis Jade because she's yes, I'll be too. in the place. And yes, also, um, dopest dinner party LA May 9th. T tickets are yep. on sale um, at for the culture catering at gmail.com through PayPal. One place we are streamlining many things, and so, uh, that is how you can purchase your tickets. That information will also be in the description box. So check us out in D.C. I will definitely be in the house as well as L.A. And then um, Dopest Dinner Party Amsterdam is coming up April 18th. And there are a couple of tickets left. That is a very intimate dinner. And so there are a couple of tickets left um, for the Amsterdam event. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, sis, tell them what to do. Make sure that you're drinking your water. Um, it's very important and extraordinarily mm. crucial, especially in mm -hmm. the winter months, um, as is moisturizing your skin um, and minding the business that pays you, the business that the Lord gave you. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. And no. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>